chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control Alt Desire, now streaming on Paramount Plus. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So so. So so. So so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Friday Walkthrough. I'm Cool Carmody alongside Monty Spiller. K State is 2 0 after a win over Troy. Now they get to head to Columbia, Missouri to take on the Tigers. Before we get into that, we want to let you know we are sponsored by our good friends at Booth Creek Wagyu. Remember to elevate your tailgate this season with our friends from Booth Creek Wagyu. Their ranch is located just north of Manhattan and proudly raises authentic Wagyu beef from farm to table. Visit their retail locations in Manhattan and Overland Park or online at boothcreekwagyu.com. Well, Monty, a big time win for K-State over Troy. A lot of people thought this game was going to be close, but they needed to get they needed to get the win. They got it done. Now they head to Missouri, but man, looking back on that game, it was a pretty fun one. You know, it was a game that I wasn't concerned about us winning or losing. I felt like we were going to win no matter what. And like you said, I thought it would be a closer game going into the fourth quarter, but um, the Cats got it together, got it rolling. But um, I think, well, I know that game was a good test for us. You know, you don't want to play uh, a not-as-competitive team going into a game like Missouri the following week. You want to be tested. You want to be able to see what adjustments need to be made and how to get better. And I felt like even though we won handily, uh, Troy still made us adjust and, and kind of showed us what we need to get better uh, get better on before we move forward. So it was a good game. It was a good game. And before we get going, make sure you leave a like on this video and drop a comment. Who is going to be the MVP for this week for K-State against Missouri. Um, I will say, we did have close to a winner on the score predictions in the YouTube comments. Uh, Seth DeRusso guessed 42 to 14. The final was 42 to 13. That's impressive. Seth, thanks for watching. We appreciate your support. Congratulations. You don't have a prize. You just get a <laughs> shout out. <laughs> um, oh boy, Adam Bush, yeah. Great game. Um, offensively, K-State put up a lot of numbers, but it wasn't always easy. The first half, there was some struggles. But man, once they got rolling, especially in that second half, it was they were really sharp. Yeah, they they, they did a really good job. We started slow. Um, Troy's a good team, man. They they were solid up front. The linebackers flew to the ball. The secondary was confident, so it wasn't an easy out by any means. But like I said before, that put K State in a situation where we had to overcome adversity early and and, and get into our groove, and then we ultimately uh, imposed our will on them and, and won the game 
going away. But yeah, it was a struggle, but we found a way to win. And I felt like K-State uh, will take that into next week moving forward. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of things you can look at in that Troy game, not only as, hey, this was a positive for K-State, but also this is maybe the area they need to work on. And, and I want to talk about that area first. And I think the main thing is the offensive line play, which yeah. I don't think any of us would expect it to be talking about that. I still believe that the offensive line is the strength of this team. But 3.9 yards per average on the ground, 147 yards in total, split up between um, D- DJ Giddens, Treshawn Ward, and Will Howard. Are you worried at all about the offensive line? Um, no, it's still early. And like I said before, you know, with defense, it's easier to come together early because you know what you're going to do. You can dictate what you want to do. Offense, it takes a little bit longer. Even though these guys have been together for a while, it's still early. Uh, we're putting some new plays in. you got a few new uh, skill guys back there outside of DJ and a few other guys, and then Phillip Brooks. Mm-hmm. But it takes a little time. But I think if week, from week one to week two, we definitely improve. Now, am I concerned about the run game going into Missouri? Absolutely, because Missouri, albeit they're not a powerhouse in the SEC, there are still some D1 guys that got four-star players, five-star players that can play. So I think our offensive line needs to be ready going into the game. I think it does serve as a kind of a good wake-up call is, you know what, I, I, if I'm Connor Riley, I'm going into the offensive line room saying you guys have been really good, right. but you're still trying to figure some stuff out. You might think you're good, but you're not as good as you think you are because here are the stats. Like You can look at it. And specifically, Christian Duffy being out, we don't know if he's going to play. He might mm-hmm. play. He might not. Um, still kind of up in the air. But Cooper Beebe played a lot of right tackle. I thought he looked great out there. That's what you should come to expect from an All-American. Right. Um, but the offensive line is, I don't want to say a work in progress, but if there's one area on offense where you feel like K-State can get better, I think it's up there. But, again, the fact that that is the one area mm-hmm. that you need improvement from I think that's a good sign because going into the season, if you would have told me that the receivers would be struggling, I would say, okay, well, that might be harder to fix. Right. But if there's anybody that can figure it out, it's the offensive line. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like we have enough uh, experience. And, and the guys, they've been in pressure situations. It's not like these guys are fresh out of high school, um, big eyes, uh, their heads are spinning. Not the case. And one thing I did notice about the last two games, um, that's not like us. We had penalties. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily holding penalties, but false starts or something like that. And I think that's just lack of focus. But I truly believe that Coach Kleiman and, and Coach Riley will have those boys ready next week. I mean, sa- uh, Saturday, getting ready for the game against Missouri. But I'd rather get the mistakes out early with two victories mm-hmm. going into the next game. Anytime you outscore your opponents uh, 80-something to 13 in the first two games of the season, you're doing something right. And that's a Troy team that's going to win a lot of football games. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they're going to win 10 or 11 games, but they're going to be a bowl team, and they're going to beat some people they shouldn't beat. Um, specifically looking at the skill position, guys, I brought it up a little bit. Phillip Brooks, a great day. Um, two touchdowns, 94 yards receiving. That Will Howard and Phillip Brooks connection is extremely under. Rated. He had a big game against Mizzou last year, so we'll talk about that a little bit in the second half. But Philip Brooks is just so steady. They call him Uncle Phil. Yeah. Um, he is the old guy in that wide receiver room. But every week, you just know what you're going to get out of him. Yeah, he kind of had a coming out party. And I, I know it sounds kind of strange to say because the last couple of years, he's been a consistent mainstay. But he's always been overshadowed by mm-hmm. uh, Malik Nose, uh, Deuce Vaughn. Um, other guys that play receiver for us. He's always been overshadowed by those guys. He's been constant. He was, he's was he been the, th- the third choice a lot of times. But last week, 
it was his time to shine, and he didn't disappoint. Yeah, in that play right before halftime, yeah. yeah. Will Howard finds Phillip Brooks, and he scores a touchdown. It's 21-10 to 10 at halftime. I mean, it could have very easily been 14-10. to 10. Troy gets the ball. They go down and score, and you're in oh-crap mode. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. Thankfully for K-State, Will Howard did have that connection with Phil Brooks. I would think on that play in particular, something that shouldn't be overlooked was Jaden Jackson's block yes. to seal and score a touchdown. Jaden Jackson has been, I think, one of the biggest surprises for this team. The coaches didn't talk about him. And even on Thursday, somebody asked Colin Klein, hey, how do you get you know, Jaden Jackson involved in the offense? And he goes, well, you know, he his time was here, and so he stepped up. It's almost like they didn't even know what they had in him. Yeah, I— I want to say, I want to, I don't know who knows. Maybe they didn't talk about him a whole lot because they don't want people to know about him. Mm-hmm. Maybe they knew what we had and they didn't want people to say, wait a minute, who is this guy? You know, they knew about certain players. They knew about Brooks. They knew about Senate. And I don't want, to, maybe they didn't want people to know who was the Jaden Jackson guy. Too late now, people know. And, uh, you know, he kind of sh- pops off the screen if you watch film. And the fact that he's wearing number zero, mm-hmm. it, it adds a little more attention to him because I love that number, by the way. It's pretty cool. They didn't have it when I was playing, but mm-hmm. I love it now. But uh, he's special, man. He's special. He's you, fun to watch. You have five legitimate targets yeah. on that offense. If you want to throw in the running back, six, because I think both of those guys can catch the ball out of the backfield. But between... Jaden Jackson, between Phillip Brooks, Ben Sennett. Now you throw Keegan Johnson into that mix. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is it is legitimate. And I think Will Howard is only going to get better with this offense and having all these targets. So, yeah, I think the offense, uh, this, there's a high ceiling there. And especially with Colin Klein running the show, you feel like you're in good hands. And that was definitely the case on Saturday. Absolutely. You know, it's good to have weapons. And, and they, are, they, they all bring different skill set to the game, which is awesome. And they create matchups. Uh, for defenses no matter who we're going to see but one thing I want to touch back go back to what you said the fact that um, how I love the fact that Coach Kleiman had confidence in Coach Klein to continue to attack right before halftime mm-hmm. rather than settle let the clock run out and go into halftime with the lead I love the fact that he shows confidence in our offense to go down and try to get a field goal or get a touchdown like we got that speaks volumes in my opinion and uh, the fact that our guys are confident enough to do that and not worry about a turnover and potentially giving points to Troy. We went out and we took it and we got points because of it. I think K-State was able to be successful on Saturday in their base offense. That was one of the things that stuck out to me running the ball. They didn't do a lot of powers. They didn't do a lot of counters. They didn't do a lot of RPOs, if any. Mm -hmm. It was, they're going to hand the ball off, we're going to run downhill and hit you in the mouth. And it didn't really work totally until the end of the game they started to figure it out a little bit. I would expect that to change against Mizzou. And looking at back at that film last year, um, we'll talk about that. But, yeah, it was very basic on offense. On defense, um, flipping to the other side of the ball, I thought they were exceptional. Yeah, defense was flying around. I'll tell you what, you know, um, before we started the show, we were talking about a few guys. And, and uh, uh, Kelly Duke, he – this – I just get a big old smile on my face. And it's one of those things where I know last year Felix had a day uh, against Missouri. And, mm-hmm. and and I'm thinking about that, too. I'm like, think if he stays healthy next week, he's, he should have a day uh, mm-hmm. against Missouri. But he kind of got his due as well. He was injured last year, and they moved him around. But he's back where he belongs, and, and, and he made plays. And he's just playing with so much confidence yeah. right now. You know, the, what, the thing that made Felix so special, I think, was his strength. Mm-hmm. Like, he was super, super fast, but he was stronger than a lot of the guys he went up against. Khalid Duke has the speed and has the strength. He has the length, which is one thing that Felix maybe didn't have. Right. Khalid Duke is a legitimate next-level pass rusher. He will play on Sundays. I don't know 
if he'll get drafted or not, but he's he has some business to take care of with K-State first. I thought the pass rush, they had four sacks. Right. Um, another guy at the end of the game who got in and got his first career sack, Toby Osinsami. I mean, just a freak athlete. Lines up at linebacker, comes out on a blitz, forces a fumble. K-State falls on it. They see That seals the game. The pass rush was great, but because the pass rush was so great, the secondary was also great. They were flying to the ball. I tell you what, they didn't allow the quarterback to get comfortable. And once he did get rid of the ball, we were breaking on it. And if they did catch the ball, we got there with bad intentions. It wasn't one of those things where we made a tackle and next play. They knew that, hey, if I'm catching this ball, I'm about to get hit. And I think our secondary as a whole uh, sent that message. Um, our corners played well the whole game. They continued to press. There was no panic when the ball did go deep. It was just it was all all out team defensive effort, and, and, and it showed. And, and going back to defense, coming into the game, we knew Troy had a good running game, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna say they shut him down. But they definitely contained them. I'll say they shut them down. You won't say it, but I will say it. <laughs> Seventy yards rushing, forty-six of it came on one play. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's impressive. That man. is impressive. That's impressive. And yeah. some of that has to do with sack yardage. Um, the running back had more total yards than the team rushing. So that go. just tells you how many. Havoc plays, Kleinerman likes to talk about havoc plays, causing havoc in the backfield. Mm -hmm. But to give Mm -hmm. up 70 yards rushing on the day is, I mean, that's really impressive. And one thing Missouri struggles with is running the football a little bit. I think K-State's going to have a serious advantage um, on that side of the ball when it comes to the run game. But, yeah, I thought the defense was outstanding. The linebacker play, Austin Moore, I mean, this is a guy who I don't think we talk about enough. I mean, he is going to go down as one of the better linebackers to play K-State. And in 10 years, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember Austin Moore, but they're not going to remember the kind of impact he's made because he is just he's just an unassuming talent, and he he just is incredible to watch. He's solid. He's consistent, and he's an, he's just another guy, a long line of um, walk-ons mm-hmm. that worked their way. They didn't they didn't feel sorry for themselves, and they they continued to compete. And the coaches, hey, we got a player on our hand. We're gonna get him a scholarship, and now he's a leader. And, and he consist he consistently makes plays. And when you're in there, short short yard downs. I see him in there. I'm not worried. I know he's going to make plays. He's so fast. He is. If you go he back is. to the fourth down play, uh, I believe it was early in the game, Javon Banks, Mississippi State transfer, comes in at nose guard. Mm-hmm. He blows up the play, takes up two blockers, and Austin Moore just runs across the face yep. of a tight end who's trying to block him. With, your, with If you're an offensive coordinator, why are you trying to have a tight end block <laughs> Austin Moore? I don't get that. But he just flies by him, yeah. tackles him for a loss, K-State gets the ball, they turn it over on downs. Uh, that was a big play in the game, but between Daniel Green and Austin Moore, I mean, those two guys had great games, and K-State's going to need them along with everybody else on that defense if they want to win on Saturday. I agree, and the good thing about it, K-State once again did a great job of rotating players. Um, you know, you had a lot of guys come in on situational downs and made plays when they had to, so there was no panic. It was quality downs. It wasn't waste downs. It wasn't mop-up duty. They, they came in when the game was still on the line, and they have good experience. I would say this year's team is probably deeper at every position that I've seen in the last four or five years. And it's quality depth and it's young depth and it's healthy depth. So I think that's going to play a role uh, moving forward, especially going into Saturday's game. Agreed. Well, we will talk about Saturday's game against the Missouri Tigers when we come back after this short break. Don't forget, we're sponsored by Booth Creek Wagyu. We'll see you on the other side. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my soul. I'm 
citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back in here to the Friday Walkthrough. Paul Carmody alongside Monty Spillard. We are sponsored by Booth Creek Wagyu. Stop into their retail shops, Manhattan and Overland Park. Get you some beef. The beef will be headed to Columbia on Saturday. You're going to Columbia. I'm going to Columbia. The Go Powercat staff will be there. Um, it, there's going to be a lot of purple in attendance. Yeah, no doubt. It's fun because um, on social media, uh, personal and uh, national ones, a lot of people that are K-State fans are asking questions like, where's the pregames at? Um, where, where's K-State uh, section at? Uh, what are you wearing? People are excited. And, you know, it's one of those things for me as a player, well, former player, excuse me, um, I was fortunate enough to play Missouri in the Big 8 and the Big 12. I'm kind of dating myself. But <laughs> But, uh, and, and never lost to him. There you myself. go. That's even better. But uh, it's exciting, you know. And whenever you can play an old conference, I wouldn't say rival, but sure, rival. It's always good because they left to go to the SEC, and, and I'm not knocking them to each their own. And they felt like it was, you know, greener on the other side. But I'm glad we're still where we're at and doing really well. Former Big Twelve, not last year's Big Twelve champions, but it's exciting to play a Missouri, and I'm I'm pumped. It's okay. gonna it's gonna be a great game. Don't forget, leave a comment in the YouTube section right now. Put it on pause. Go down. Type your comment. Um, who is going to be the MVP of this game? If you uh, are right, I'll be the judge of that, and we'll pick out. Hopefully, we give out a few shoutouts. Okay, so that is the plan for that. Talking about this game in particular, there is a lot of storylines regarding <laughs> this game. I mean, yes. you have Missouri, who's two and zero, but. They squeaked by Middle Tennessee State last year. Could have very easily lost that game. Um, K-State coming off of two dominant wins. K-State's program trending up. Missouri, their recruiting's trending up. Yeah. But 6-7 and seven last year with a bowl game loss. If Missouri loses this game, is Eli Drinkwitz on the hot seat? <sighs> no, not at this point because... For, lucky for him, it's early enough in the season he could win a few SEC games and kind of save them for a year. But... I will get. I will say if he does lose, uh, there will be some more questions brought up and, and think about. You know what? You're a great recruiter, but those four and five stars aren't translating to wins. Mm-hmm. What's going on? So I'm not gonna say he's gonna be on the hot seat, but it could get uncomfortable. It could. Uh, last year's game was 40 to 12. Folks might remember it was rainy. There was a delay. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's kind of come to the agreement that K-State won that game because they dominated up front. Uh, if you go back to that game, last year K-State had 235 yards rushing. Now, Will Howard had not taken over his quarterback. It was still Adrian Martinez. But still, they found a way to put up 40 points against Mizzou. There's not, it's going to be nice weather. Yeah. The projected to be 70 degrees outside. So Missouri fans, K-State fans, don't bring your ponchos. You hopefully won't have to deal with that. Um but let's dig into this Missouri team a little bit. I want to talk about their offense because they're led back quarterback by Brady Cook. K-State fans saw him last year. He's a mobile guy. Yeah. He's not going to win you very many games. He won't necessarily lose you any games. But he's just kind of there. I, 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 I hate saying that, but I feel like that's the best way to describe Brady Cook is he's just there. Yeah, he's one of those guys where if he's hot, he could hurt. He could hurt you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of. Those, but you can't allow him to get hot. And I feel like he plays off momentum. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys where he like he's mobile. And if the pocket breaks down and he needs to make a scramble play or make a play um, off a broken play, he can do that. But if you are putting constant pressure on him, I think he'll quit early. And I think he's one of those guys where 
the situation had to be perfect for him to be able to uh, produce high numbers and, and a lot of yards against any team. Well, and when you look at that offensive line for Missouri, they have struggled, and there's no secret to that. Um, they only had 2.4 yards per rush last week against Middle Tennessee State. So that is not their strong suit necessarily, um, but they're gonna, they've are gonna they been moving some guys around. If you listen to the PowerCat pregame podcast, Aaron Ryan Walsh did a great job talking about their offensive line. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend listening to that. But they're just kind of in a, a state of flux right now. And yeah. I, I will say, if you want to talk about where Mizzou can beat you when they are on offense, it is at the receiver position. Luther Burden, a guy who we talked about last year, the five-star true freshman a year ago, is now a sophomore. He leads the team, and it's not even close. Um 34 catches, 34 completions from Mizzou on the season. Mm-hmm. Luther Burden has 15 catches. Yeah. Well, the good, that's impressive. And, and and we know he is their guy. The good news is, like you said, they don't run the ball well. And so we can put five or six guys in the box if needed. And if you know what, you want to go for him, we can double him. Mm-hmm. We can run some uh, a high safety over the top, and we're going to bracket him. Until you, can sh- until you can prove that you can run the ball against us, we're not going to worry about it. We got stud linebackers in the box that can make plays. We're going to force you to beat us over the top, and when you do try to go over the top, we're going to double your best guy and then let your other guy try to beat our stud corners one-on-one. So good luck. And and that's just, I think that's going to be the game plan for Joe Klanerman, especially when you look down. The next highest receiver on that team has four completions. Yeah, yeah. So it's Luther Burden and legitimately everybody else. Mm-hmm. Now, there is some talent on that receiving court. Theo Weiss, Oklahoma transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought him in to replace Dominic Lovett, who's at Georgia now. But Theo Weiss, former five-star recruit, scored a touchdown against K-State last year at Oklahoma. Um, he's a very talented guy. But again, only four catches so far on the year. Uh, another guy, a local kid, Makai Miller, Blue Valley North, yep. true sophomore. Um he is another guy. Those are your top three receivers at Missouri, and all three of those guys can beat you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking Missouri as a team. I understand whenever you get somewhat of a rivalry game or a pride game, Big 12 versus SEC, and it's a home game for them, especially them coming back from last year getting mopped in Manhattan. Trust me, I guarantee their coaching staff has reminded those guys several times this week about the thumping we put on them. So I know as a young me as a young man, I use certain things as motivation. So you better believe Missouri is going to be ready. Now, can they maintain that level of energy? I don't know, but I know K-State understands it's not going to be a walk in the park and we better get ready for a good fight. And I will say this about Brady Cook. He is a veteran quarterback. So you're probably not going to be able to confuse him with, you know, disguises on defense maybe as much as they were last year. Mm-hmm. But they're going to bring the house. Oh, yeah. If there's one thing we know about Joe Klanerman, it's he likes to blitz. And when you have an offensive line that's reeling, mm-hmm. when they're on the ropes, Joe Klanerman can feel that. Yeah. It would not shock me for K-State if they blitz on 60% of the snaps because I truly believe their goal is to make Brady Cook beat them. Yeah, and they and they will put pressure on them, make them uncomfortable. And if I'm Coach Klanderman, I would too. I would blitz a high percentage of the time. And because I know I have two studs back deep at safety. I call them S-square, mm-hmm. Siegel and Savage. There we go, S-square. <laughs> so, so when you got two two dudes back there that, can, that are ball hawks, but mm-hmm. that will hit you in the mouth also, the quarterback needs to get the ball out fast. So if I'm a receiver... I'm, I'm thinking, I got to make a business decision. Do I want to go across the middle and try to make this play knowing this guy is coming for me or this guy is coming for me? And I think Coach Klanderman understand that, and he knows what he can do with that. 
and it'll be interesting to see how Will Lee and Jacob Parrish are tested. Uh, this is the first test they've had. They had a really good test last week with Troy. Right. I mean, th- those receivers, some of those catches they made were just ridiculous. <laughs> one hand, incredible. man, that was it's amazing. And so they have been ready. I think they've kind of worked themselves up from you know Semo to then you take a step up to Troy, and now you're ready to play with the big dogs. I think it's great progression. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they fare. But again, I think if Missouri wants to have success, mm-hmm. it's going to be because the quarterback has success. If the quarterback doesn't have success, Missouri could be in for a long day. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I feel like um, Coach Cla- Coach Handelman will also uh, implement Desmond Purnell and the, mm-hmm. and because he is a he's a tweener guy. I know he was a safety coming out of Topeka Hayden, and now he's a linebacker. But I can see uh, Coach Handelman using him as a spy, bringing him in on third down situation to say, hey, you watch the quarterback. If he leaves the pocket, you go get him. And he's fast. I yes. mean, people forget that Desmond Purnell, he can you, run. He, he was a safety, right? That's yep. that safety background. So, yeah, K-State has the personnel to defend this Missouri offense. The Missouri offense that admittedly doesn't have as many big plays. I know Missouri fans are a little frustrated with their quarterback not able to throw the deep ball. Right. Um, K-State will give up the intermediate routes all yeah. day because they are extremely good on the opposing side of the 50 at limiting first downs and limiting touchdowns in the red zone. They don't want the opponent to get there, but when they do get there, they're very comfortable playing. So I think if K-State wants to have success, if they want to win this game, it's going to be on the backs of the defense. Mm -hmm. Flipping it over to the offensive side, Missouri has been very okay on defense. Mm -hmm. Offense is their calling card. That is where they have the skill position players. On the defensive side, uh, Tyrone Hopper, defensive end who is one of the best pass rushers in the SEC conference. Um, He is one of those guys that just feels like he might have might be able to make a play against K-State. So we'll see how that goes. But that is one guy to watch the Florida transfer. Um, How does K-State guard him? That is the main question. I think we'll bring it back. Uh, We'll have Fullback, H back, we'll put sitting in the backfield. If you feel like if it's a third down, long situation, we'll have extra protection, you know, and we're not going to allow him to get to wheel and, and, and disrupt us in the backfield. Or we do play action, slow him down a little bit. We might run at him, run speed option. We might read him, you know. If we know he's on the right, he's our guy, we're going to read him. Based off what he does, we'll do, we'll do the opposite. And so I feel like Coach Kleinman and Coach Klein, excuse me, will have a game plan for that because he is their guy, mm-hmm. and we know that too. So I'm not overly concerned because we've seen quality DNs uh, from CMO and from Troy. So it's not like we haven't seen dudes on, on the other side of the ball, but I think we'll be ready for that. Their leading tackler is a defensive lineman, Darius Robinson. Uh, you don't see that very no, often no. for a defensive lineman to be the leading tackler. To me, what that says is the linebackers have probably not been as good as Missouri would have hoped. Um, if you have a defensive lineman leading the team in tackles, that's usually because teams get through the, the first line of defense and you're just there um, either A, as a chase down, yep. or B, um, maybe you do make a good play, but usually it's the linebacker. So that's interesting. Joseph Charleston, a safety, um, it's another guy to keep an eye on. But again, I, I just see this K-State offense putting up massive numbers against Missouri. Honestly, I, and I feel like Missouri knows they can't score with us. Uh, and I feel like they're going to try to slow the game down. Mm-hmm. And then that's just my opinion. I know they have good passing weapons, but I feel like they're going to try to slow the game down. But on the flip side, I think K-State is going to come out. And uh, like you said, O-line, they, didn't, they weren't bad, but they weren't great. And I feel like O-line is going to come out, and we want to run the ball. And I think we're going to come out sometime in two backs, uh, and you're going to see a formation that you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. You know, It's going to go back to the Coach Demo days when Winston was playing as well and come back with three backs. 
three on uh, three, two full backs and a running mm-hmm. back in the backfield, and we're going to oppose our will. I think we're going to show Missouri that we are a powerful Big Twelve team that can run the ball. We're going to break them, and then at that point, go deep on them. That's what happened last year. K State, two hundred thirty-five yards rushing. We mentioned it earlier in the show, but man. I, I watched that film last year, and you look at the power and uh, the counters and, and the guards pulling, the tackles pulling, the center getting involved. I mean, K-State was pulling their offensive linemen like crazy. And if you go back and watch those highlights, Adrian Martinez's touchdown run, Cooper Beebe and Hayden Gillum both plant their yep. defenders in the turf. Yep. This is going to be a personal game. And it wouldn't shock me if K-State, if that offensive line, they hear everything that we talk about. Players can say they don't listen. They don't see oh, yeah. things. They Everybody's do. on social media. They understand. Oh, yeah. They're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder. And it wouldn't shock me if K-State runs for 230 yards again. I'm with you. And I'm hoping that's what happens. I honestly, as a fan uh, of power football for a long time, uh, and I love when they sling it around, but some, there's something about a team going into another team's place and running the ball down mm-hmm. their throats and imposing their will and basically saying, we're better than you. You can't stop us. That's a great feeling. It's a mentality thing. It is. I it feel, is. and I know K-State has that mentality. We've seen it time in and time, time in and time out. Will Missouri be able to respond? What happens if K-State gets the ball first, they go down on a six-minute drive and rush for 70 yards and score a touchdown? I don't know how Missouri will react. Right? Right. That, that'll be something to watch. But I do know this that Eli Drinkwitz is in for a fight because Chris Kleiman remembers what happened at the end of the year. They asked him in the press conference on Tuesday, mm-hmm. have you thought about the ending of the game? And Chris Kleiman was like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, no, I don't think... No, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> he remembers that he called timeout with zero seconds mm-hmm. left on the clock to mm-hmm. score a touchdown. Right. This is there's a little bit extra in this game. It is, and I'm glad that Coach Kleiman keeps it in house. He's not one of those guys that's going to go in the media to give another team fire. But uh, I, I can guarantee you, I'm not going to reach out to any of the players. But I know there's some motivation. You know, even though we're favored, uh, there's motivation because we are K State and they are Missouri, and uh, it's Big Twelve versus SEC, and it's one of those things where I feel like K State understands that. The seniors on the team understand that, and the guys who played in the game last year understands that because we want to be top dog no matter what. Uh, and, and it's funny you say that because I have friends that are KU fans, and they have reached out to me, and they hate – they don't like K-State, mm-hmm. but they hate Missouri. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is one time I'm going to say go K-State because <laughs> it's Missouri. So I can honestly say the whole state of Kansas – is behind us come Saturday. <laughs> so. I agree with that statement. So I agree. The line for this game you mentioned is four and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, my thinking on this th- is if you've watched either team, mm-hmm. this line makes no sense yeah. whatsoever. Um, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money, <laughs> but if you are a gambler, I would definitely take K-State. We'd put our weekly betting article up on the website. Um, I think K-State's going to have a great opportunity to win this game as we get into our predictions. I asked the fans to leave their comment for MVP, so before we get to the scores, who is going to be the MVP of this game? Uh, You know, it's easy to go with the quarterback, but I think uh, DJ Gittin. I think think he's going to have a heck of a game. I feel like he kind of Took the back burner last week, um, and, and, and Phillip Brooks shine, and Missouri is aware of Phillip Brooks, and they're, and they're not great against run defense. I think he's going to be the MVP of the game. That's a that's a really good pick. I'm going to go with Ben Sennett. One catch for five yards against Troy just feels like a Missouri thing to do. Where oh, this guy only had one catch. He he didn't really do much against us last year. Like yeah. eh, we'll just kind of. And then Ben Sennett just explodes. Yeah. I I could see Ben Sennett catching a touchdown or two and putting up 75 to 100 yards. I 
he is one of the best tight ends in college football. There will not be very many times when he has one catch yeah. on the weekend. But I think you're right. I think between DJ, between Ben Sennett, mm-hmm. both of those guys will have a major impact on this game. So let's get into the score prediction. I went first last week. You can go first this week. Who you got and what's your score? Well, I got Cats, and I got them winning 35-17. 35-17. See, usually I'm the one who is a little bit more on the conservative side, but I've been saying for pretty much ever since yeah. the end of the season <laughs> that K-State is going to absolutely bludgeon Missouri. I, 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 don't, right. I don't think this game's going to be close, and and I'm not afraid to say that. I It wouldn't shock me um, if K-State wins by three scores. It really wouldn't shock me. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the final as 42 to 20. Um, I don't even know if Missouri will score two touchdowns. I just think this K State team is ready to go out there and really send a message. I mean, the, this they are legitimate. I mean, you watched this team last year, and then you watch this team this year, and they're really good. They are, and, and here's the fun thing about and we're used to being in this position. You got other teams around us in the national media and that are doing good things, doing great things. And then there's K-State. And we're just kind of flying on the radar, continuing to get better, staying in the top 20, top 15. And they haven't forgot about us, but nobody's really thinking about us. And all of a sudden, three games into the season, four games into the season, wait a minute, K-State's in the top 12, top 10. Don't overlook us. It's going to be a fun game on Saturday. Hope to see you there. We'll be there. If you're watching it at home, enjoy the game. If you're going to Faro Field, well, you better wear your purple. Exactly. We'll talk to you next Friday. Okay. On May 23rd, I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not going to survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.